Well, hopefully you did enjoy or had a, an enjoyable time with family and friends over Thanksgiving. Uh, I know I did. But um, last week we did a Thanksgiving message. But I told you, if you weren't here yes, last Sunday, to remind you that Thanksgiving is so important, I think, to the Christian life, especially the Christian life. And what I wanted to emphasize and reemphasize again is that gratitude and thankfulness isn't something we just focus on once a week or once a day or once once a year. It, it's something that's, that needs to be a part of us, and it's that important. And, and last week, we looked at how Thanksgiving and real genuine giving thanks changes the way you view God, it changes the way you view your relationships, and it can change the way you view your situations. But I wanted to get into a little bit more deeper here, a little more carefully, about why I think Thanksgiving is, is so important. And we're looking at just this one verse from the Apostle Paul. And just to kind of say it again, because it's just one verse, Paul commands us, the Bible commands us, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Three things I want to say here from this, this one verse, okay? It's packed, but it's just three things. One, Thanksgiving is theological. Two, Thanksgiving takes discipline. And three, Thanksgiving is eternal. It's theological, it takes discipline, and it's eternal. Now let's look at these things very carefully. Thanksgiving is theological. Let me take this from a secular perspective, okay? A, a, a maybe atheistic or non-Christian perspective. The social science on gratitude is resolute. You look up any, anything on the internet that tells you how to cope with stress, how to deal with things at work, how to, how to deal with failure, how to deal with the situations that are tough, and you will find almost everywhere that gratitude and thanksgiving is a part of that. Feeling thankful is good for you. That's what our culture says. One psycholo psychologist from uh, uh, Baylor University, he says this, there's something called a grateful personality that some psychologists have studied, that if you are greater in the grateful personality, you tend to have increased life satisfaction, happiness, optimism, hope, positive emotion, and less anxiety and depression, end quote. That's what he says. Another study suggests that if you keep diaries and do daily reminders or intentional reflection on what you're thankful for, they say this, it can boost happiness, positive emotions, a sense of meaning in life. Physical benefits, even the, the study says that physical benefits of being thankful might be there. Fewer symptoms of illness, better sleep. They even help people with moderate body image issues and also people with moderate anxiety issues, the psychologist says. Robert Emmons, another professor from University of California, says this. Let me explain something about gratitude. We all begin life dependent on others, and most of us end life dependent on others. If we are lucky, in between, we have roughly 60 years or so of unacknowledged dependency. The human condition, he says, is such that throughout life, not just at the beginning and end, we are profoundly dependent on other people. Gratitude is the truest approach to life. That's what he says. We didn't create ourselves. We didn't fashion ourselves. We didn't birth ourselves. Life is about giving and receiving and repaying. We are receptive beings dependent on the help of others or their gifts and their kindness. You see, none of this I have framed in a religious context or using religious or spiritual language, end quote. 
He's not a Christian. But that's how important he thinks thanksgiving or giving thanks is. He says this. Basically, he's saying gratitude naturally is and should be the organizing principle of life. It's something that he says makes us human. It makes us human. But what one psychologist says, another person by the name of Michael McCullough says this, that one of the really interesting things about the human mind is that we seem to want to see agency in the world, almost intuitively. In other words, he's saying the mind really craves an explanation for the good and the bad in terms of agency. Now, what he means by agency is something along the lines of a force that can act in the world and cause events to happen. People give thanks to the forces that act in the universe. Whether it's God or a God or a God or some gods, people want to give thanks. And implicit under that claim is this. There's an understanding, a presupposition that humans owe their existence, their longevity, and perhaps even their daily fortunes to something or someone beyond themselves. That's what Thanksgiving wants to say. But if you want to take all that away, because you really don't believe it personally, or perhaps metaphysics isn't something that you like to talk about over turkey dinner, you take all that away, then what does gratitude really mean? What does thanksgiving or giving thanks really mean? Because the object of your gratitude is unclear. Friedrich Nietzsche, an atheist German philosopher, during World War II, one day there was a bombing in his, in his shelter, and uh, he was sleeping, and then he suddenly woke up fearful, sweating like he was going to die. And he writes in his biography, he says, I was thankful that I was still alive. But then I realized I wasn't sure who to give thanks to. So I stopped. The object of gratitude becomes unclear. If people aren't thanking God, then who are they thanking? I mean, you could thank grandma for the wonderful, delicious pie that she's made. But who do you thank for, for the general circumstances of your life? And once you start asking these questions, two questions, what am I grateful for, but who do I thank, it immediately becomes a theological question. You're asking a theological question. Who do I give thanks for? What do I give thanks to? Right? This is why secular thanksgiving and gratitude is fuzzy. We're not sure anymore if there's anyone out there, but we feel thankful, right? It becomes fuzzy. But for the Christian, at least for the Bible, it's clear. Paul says in Romans chapter 1, although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or gave thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their hearts were darkened. The Bible says that the way to honor God to honor his love, to honor his benevolence, to honor his provision, and the unimaginable gifts that he's given to us, the way to honor God is to give him thanks, to thank him. And to fail in thankfulness is to fail to honor God. And that's the description that Paul gives us of fallen and sinful humanity. Giving thanks is one of the most explicitly theological acts that any human being could do. That's why First Chronicles chapter 16, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Thanksgiving requires an object. There must be a giver to whom we give thanks and whom we acknowledge the source of our gifts. And unless you bring yourself to acknowledge this, to offer true thanksgiving, your happiness and your thanksgiving will always be shaky. It will always be shaky. So it's a theological thing when you think about it. Where does thanksgiving come from? 
The second point we see here is this. It requires discipline. This is really important. This is what many of us need to understand. Paul says to give thanks in all circumstances, for that's God's will for you. It requires discipline. Now, why does Thanksgiving require discipline? Well, first, because God requires it. It's a command. It's something that we are called to do, something that he wants us to do. And so it requires discipline because it means that you need to develop a habit of gratitude, that you're always asking those two questions in your life. What should I be grateful for today? And who do I give thanks to? And when you are thinking these things, intentionally thinking these things, you're keeping your focus on God but off yourself. When we see how much we owe God, it reduces our self-centeredness. Gratitude is fuel for the soul. And we need to apply this daily to our lives. It's a discipline. Without a regular infusion of thankfulness, we become self-involved. We believe that everything we do is our responsibility, and we forget about any of the gifts. And only by developing a discipline of gratitude can you ensure that you are aware of God's presence and his goodness in your life and that you need to be dependent on him for your existence. Here's what it means. When you're disciplined to give thanks, it means you are required to pay attention. You see, many of us, we think about Thanksgiving, and we think, well, it's something that just happens to me. When I feel thankful, it just happens. The circumstance, the person, the thing that, that just made me, we, we are sort of victims of our circumstance and victims of our Thanksgiving, so to speak. But good Thanksgiving requires effort. It requires discipline because it requires a capacity to pay attention, to pay attention to the everyday blessings that you get to experience, to recognize the things that you take for granted and to say, this is something that I don't deserve, but God has given it to me. The fact that you could get up in the morning, the fact that you breathe life every day, the fact that you get to eat food and have shelter, basic necessities are things we need to pay attention to, to say, I ought to be thankful for this too. I ought to be grateful for that, right? Because we're quick to complain. We're quick to complain to God when something doesn't go our way. But the question is, are you quick to give thanks when something does? Are you quick to give thanks? Do you honor God by giving him thanks? Eugene Peterson, in his translation of this one verse, he translates it this way. He's saying, basically Paul's saying this, Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you, who belong to Christ Jesus, to live. Thank God no matter what happens. That's the way God wants you. That's what he says. That takes discipline. Now, some of you might think, well, what if I don't feel thankful? What if I don't feel thankful? I mean, there's bad things going on. There's difficult things in my life. Look, this sermon is not about trying to tell you to look at your bad stuff and see the brighter side. Or see the silver lining in the cloud and try and feel thankful for it. But this sermon is to show you it takes discipline of giving thanks to see that even in the midst of trouble, you are still in a position to say thank you and even mean it even when you don't feel it. Why? Now listen to this. Because thanksgiving is not a feeling. Thanksgiving is not a feeling. It's a discipline to acknowledge good things around you. The ability to acknowledge the good things around you is not an emotion. 
That's why Paul says, in every situation, I want you to give thanks. It's a position, not of your circumstance, but thankfulness is a position of your heart. A heart that realizes that the hand of God is beneath everything, carrying them regardless of what the situation is. Thanksgiving is not what you feel. It's what you do. You honor him by giving thanks. Paul says no. He doesn't say, I want you to feel thankful. He says, I want you to give it. I want you to give it. Well, what if I can't feel it? You know, you know, I don't feel thankful. You know, you know, break out the violins. You know, my life is hard. You know, you know, wah, wah, wah. join my pity party. You know, feelings are important. Feelings should follow, and the right feelings should follow. But if they don't, if you don't feel it, what do you do? You don't wallow in self-pity. You're called to dwell on God, to remember that obeying is better than sacrifice, to fight within yourself, to recognize the reasons for your gratitude. That takes discipline. Thankfulness is discipline. Can you imagine if God comes to Jesus one day and came to Jesus and said, Hey, son, I want you to die. <laughs> I want you to give your life on a cross for these people. And he says, Yeah. I, don't, I just don't feel it. I don't feel like it. What would, that, what would that mean? I may not have the same burdens as you, but I am choosing to say, choosing to say above all, thank you, thank you, God, for the things you've done. You don't first feel thankful. You give it. It's not thanks feeling. It's thanks giving. And it's not about feeling thankful. It's about giving thanks. In all circumstances, it takes discipline, okay? So it's theological, it takes discipline. Last but not least, it's also eternal. Now, we know that life can be hard. It's, it's tragic even. That God had created a world, he declared good, but then later he declared it cursed. And ever since then, goodness and curse has been fighting it out ever since in the battleground of our lives. Very few of us will escape with some sort of sorrow that wrenches our guts and breaks our hearts. And we're not talking just about those little petty annoyances like a delayed flight, getting your name spelled wrong on a Starbucks drink, right? I'm talking about the fact that people we love can instantly be torn away from us by disease, natural disasters, accidents, certain situations. We never know. And even for those of us who avoid such calamities, you have children, they grow up, they leave you. Your bodies become old, they break down, you become more sick. And eventually, that list of blessings that you made for yourself, every single item on that list, even life itself, will one day be stripped away. And even though you know that this is kind of how the natural order of things are, there's still a sadness in it that all the positive thinking in the world just can't erase. Think about this. You're on vacation. It'll end. You're watching a good movie. It's so good. You don't want it to end. Your favorite TV series or K-drama even is on its last episode and you wish you just had one more episode. You don't want it to finish. Your favorite sport. Wish just one more inning, one more quarter. Whether you watch it or play it, the game will finish. And even life. And if it's all just biology, 
and it's all just natural. But the problem is, it's just too simple to say that death is a natural part of life, just to be grateful for the time we have. Maybe you know in your head that everything does end, that vacations end, daylight saving times end, TV series, movies, your sports, eventually they will all finish. But in your heart, you know you don't want it to end. Your stubborn soul keeps on craving for things that last. You and I crave for the eternal, for the eternal, for things to last. Because the reason is, you and I were made to live forever. And even though we know we live in a fallen world, our hearts still crave for things that will last. That's why we know. That's why we feel, even though it's just biology, even though you might think it's just nature, we still feel that there's something wrong even about death. Because innately, we long for something to last. We were made for eternity. So how does Paul tell us to give thanks in all circumstances? He says, in all circumstances, I want you to give thanks. This is the will of God, how? In Christ Jesus for you. How do you do it? You do it in Christ. You can give thanks in any situation that happens to you on this good earth because your thanksgiving doesn't come from earth, but ultimately from heaven itself. You are called and commanded to give thanks in every circumstance, in all situations, because of your relationship with Jesus Christ and what he's done for you. This is why God commands in the New Testament. God doesn't just command you without giving you what he promises to give. And in this way, this command to give thanks in all situations in Christ, it tells you not what you should do. It tells you what you've been given. That the Son of God has died for you. That in Christ, you've been given an eternal life. That you've risen from the dead and in Jesus Christ. That you've been made alive to him. That in Christ, you've inherited treasures that cannot be destroyed or rust away. That even if the sun stops shining and the world stops spinning, God, your heavenly Father, continues to love you and follow you to the end of the age. In other words, you can give thanks in every circumstance because in Christ, he's given what you at your bottom of your heart desires. Things that last. So wonderful, so awesome and glorious is your state in Christ. So magnificent is the amount of spiritual wealth that he's given to you. The promise that he's made to you. So blessed are you right now that Paul has no other choice. God has no other choice but to command you. To command you to give thanks in all situations. A failure to do this is not because you're disobedient, but it's a failure to recognize and understand how much it is your Father in heaven loves you, how much it is that the Son of God cares for you and has given you already in him things that last. Thanksgiving is ultimately eternal. And when you understand this, now you can look at all the beauties and all the joys of life, not simply as blessings which will one day we will lose, but they're all just glimpses of the joy and beauty which through Christ can never be taken from us. And we can offer thanksgiving by turning our gaze from the gift to rest upon the goodness of the giver, the giver. Now, I know you can't see all of this. You can't see all of this. And that's why we're called to live by faith. Live by his very word and not by sight. 
But when you understand gratitude this way, and you feel afraid, you remind yourself of Hebrews 13. Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? When you feel worried, you remember what promise God has made in Philippians chapter 4. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. When you struggle with temptation, you remind yourself of 1 Corinthians chapter 10. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. When you feel insecure, you remember Romans chapter 8. That neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will separate you from the love of God. When you feel guilty for something, you remember Romans chapter 8 again. That there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When you feel depressed, you remember Isaiah 41. Don't fear, I'm with you. Do not anxiously look about you. I'm your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you. When you feel like you got the short end of the stick and you feel unthankful, you remember Ephesians 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Your life is not about being free from trouble. It's to experience God's grace in the midst of them. Do you see? Do you see why we fail to obey this command? Why we fail to give thanks? It's not because you have nothing to give thanks for. But it's because we obsess with what we don't have and we forget what we have abundantly in Jesus by faith. You fail to give thanks in all circumstances. Not because you have nothing to be thankful for, but because you doubt God's love for you. You doubt his wisdom and the way he's doing things for you in your life. You doubt his power to finish the promises that he's guaranteed for you. Trust in him. Look at what he says he's done so that you could be thankful, so that you could give thanks, not just for your husband or your wife or your kids or your home or your work or your health or your freedom. But more than that, you can thank God for the one thing you can't lose, his love for you, his salvation, which Jesus has paid with such a dear price. You can say, I thank him that a day is coming when the goodness will finally overcome the curse and every tear will be wiped away. Yes, life is good. Life can be good. It can be beautiful. But as Psalm 63 says, the love of God is even better than life. Be thankful in all circumstances. So that's God's word for you. Let's pray.